Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley. And we're the Theme Park Ads. We are so terrible at being on time about that. We gotta work on that. Be sure to find out more about us, our store, Ashley's Travel Services, and more at MainStreetInspirations.com. Today, we are discussing Run Disney Races and <laughs> why... And why, if you've never done one, you should. Plus all the ins and outs so you are prepared for an amazing, unique experience. It's the I, best. It's the best. I myself have done three Run Disney races, the Star Wars Half at Disneyland, Remy's 10K at Walt Disney World, and the Wine and Dine Half at Epcot. And Ashley here is a dopey challenge finisher. Yes, I am. I'm one of those insane people that you see walking around with six medals. Not to brag, <laughs> but I, have you walked around the park with six medals on? Because Ashley has. So for those of you who don't know what the dopey challenge is, usually over Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, there is a 5K on Thursday, a 10K on Friday, a half marathon Saturday, and a full marathon Sunday. And a dopey challenge finisher is someone who does all four races over that one weekend. And Ashley did it, and it is truly dopey. Ashley, what would you say is the difference between Run Disney and other fun runs? Oh, gosh. Um, there's a lot of differences. I think one of the things that Disney does really well is course support. So um, when you are running your, I, I should say, when you are running or walking your first uh, 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon, um, one of the, the biggest things that you want to have available to you is support on the course, whether it's a first aid or a medical tent, a water stop, um, you know, some sort of snack or food item, or even just cheer stations. One of the best things that Disney does is the course support. So you have um, multiple aid stations and almost every single aid station has um, like Vaseline, Body Glide, uh, you know, Advil, Band-Aids, uh, Icy Hot, you know, whatever it is that you might need um, as well as porta-potties if you need them. There's also tons of porta-potties all over the race course. Then you also have um, water stops that have both water and uh, I believe Disney uses Powerade. Uh, it's usually blue or red Powerade, I believe, and tons of music and entertainment and cheer stations. I think our favorite part, so just to let you listeners know, Jessica and I both ran the uh, Remy's 10K and Wine and Dine Half Marathon um, the year of the inaugural Lumiere's Two Course Challenge, and I think we can agree that our favorite part of that half marathon was coming into Epcot and the high school marching band that was playing as we came up over the hill and they were playing that song that we kept hearing oh my gosh. everywhere. There was a song that was like from the early 90s that was just following us around everywhere. that whole weekend and then suddenly we were hearing it everywhere and then a marching band was playing it. It's that song My Boo. You know, you all know it. Trust me, you know it. Uh, I think all right, yeah, we don't have the rights to that song. <laughs> but, but it was following us. Everyone was like, it's just a weird song to be following us uh, like two years ago. Um, that was hilarious. But no, my favorite part was probably running through the countries. Um, that's always my favorite part of any, you know, any of the Walt Disney World races, I think, is just like going through the parks, um, whether it be at Disneyland, you know, running down Main Street. I mean, you just can't beat that. That's the main difference and even if you're not a huge Disney person although, why are you listening to this podcast no but like but even if you're not <laughs> just a said huge, a morbid curiosity <laughs> just, but even if you're not like a huge Disney person there really is I think it's a really like a next level thing in terms of the races that they do with besides the fact that you're so supported and it's so much fun there's with all the character pictures with all the different types of experiences with all the people that show up with with signs and things like that there's just I mean they're playing music it's just that everybody's in costume like if you're not in costume you are the weird one like you're the odd one out if you're not in a costume running this race or at least wearing something fun so I mean I I feel like especially if it's maybe a something like a, a milestone type of race for you maybe you know I've I known people that have run we all have who like just you know, beat a disease or just graduated or something like that. And they want to do something or just got married, engaged. 
or they want to commemorate this is such a great race to do something like that because the pictures alone will come out so good and you'll want to hang them on your walls and plus there's people on the race taking professional pictures of you everywhere you go Ashley would always be like photographer photographer and it's like every time you see a photographer you have to like ah, like make a race face <laughs> I am I am known in my run Disney circles as the photographer spotter where I can just see them I mean they also are in these um, Disney photo pass photographers so they are uh, Disney employees and they're very good at what they do but they are in these bright green pop-up tents that's the only way I could describe them um, and they're sitting inside the tent so as you're running you you'll see the tent I mean it usually has some sort of light behind it so that they can get good pictures because you know you're running at six o'clock in the morning and it's dark and they're just like this bright green so I see them you know yards ahead and always am ready and like grab everybody to scooch over to the side of the their course to get ready to you know pose and like okay photographer and you just hold that pose hold that pose hold that pose until you pass them because you never know what photo you're going to get and sometimes you get photos where you and your uh, running partners look great but other people who are running around you are in the photos and it's not so flattering of them so sometimes you just want a couple of options just to see what yep. what comes just out keep best. Keep a smile on your face as you're running by yes. you're gonna feel like a nerd when you're doing it but you're gonna be so glad later when all those pictures of you and because of your bib they have a way to send you the photos of yourself it's fantastic how they do this just like they do around the parks when you're riding a roller coaster and it shows up on your magic band if you're familiar with that um it shows up in your app and you're like how did they how did they send this to me without and that they the magic of disney the magic of disney it's so magic. so ashley if someone were to ask you why is it so expensive <laughs> it is. Well, it's more like, it let's just, the elephant in the room, the, yeah, the mouse in is. the room. Well, first of all, I'd be like, well, have you been to Disney lately? Because everything at Disney is expensive. Sure. Run Disney races are expensive for uh, a couple of different reasons. Um, first, primarily, as I mentioned earlier, they uh, are really good about course support. Um, and so when you think about the number of people that come out to do these races, for instance, the Walt Disney World Marathon, which is the only full marathon available um, as a run Disney race, the rest of them are 5, 10, and half marathon, 5K, 10K, and half marathons, excuse me, marathon um, tends to bring out about 30,000 30, runners, I believe, which is, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people to support both in terms of packet pickup, t-shirts, uh, your race shirts, your bibs, your chip time entries, uh, medical support on the course, ha making sure that every single tent has enough supplies to support uh, every single person if every single person needed support. Water, Powerade, um, goose, bananas, whatever it is. Um, and I will say that Run Disney has a wonderful volunteer program. So a lot of the folks that come out to man the water stops or to help with packet pickup or things like that are volunteers. But it is a pretty big undertaking. Um, if we use Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend as an example, you're bringing in, or I should say Disney's bringing in, a huge number of people for these particular events. Um, and depending on which event or how many events you're doing, that's a lot of resources that they're using up. Um, they're also, if you think about it this way too, you are up really early in the morning. I mean, the races start at 5.30 a.m. or 6 a.m. So you are up in your hotel getting ready, getting on a bus that's specifically driving you to the start line, um, you know, at 3, 3 o'clock in the morning, and then you're going through the start line, getting your bags checked, you're using the porta-potties, there are people out there uh, cheering you on, playing music, entertaining you while you stand in the corrals, all of that. So it's just a lot of resources um, that you know, Disney is using in order to put these races on. So that is one reason why they're so expensive. Another reason why they're so expensive is because the majority of the races have some sort of charity element to them. So um, for instance, Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, the uh, presenting charity, or I should say the um, the benefits from that weekend is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. It's the charity that I personally 
fundraise for and run with with their team and training program. So a good portion of the dollars raised by the participants um, attending that event goes back to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So um, that's also another great reason why the races are so expensive. Um, the third reason why is the literal heavy metal that you get for finishing your races. So now Disney has given out metal, like actual metal medals. Um, for a long time, the 5Ks used to be rubber, and then a couple years ago they changed them to metal. Now you're getting beautiful, huge, heavy quality medals, and those are also expensive. A lot of different reasons why Run Disney races are expensive, but there are a hundred and more reasons why they're worth every single dollar that you pay. I mean, the experience alone is, I think, absolutely worth it. The ability to say that you ran a race through all four theme parks or through the Magic Kingdom before it was open or, you know, down these resort highways that you can only access by your car um, and to see the parks in a different light is just it's just awesome. It's just one of the reasons why they're so much fun. Um, the shirts and, too, I should and mention. And the shirts too, yeah, the tech shirts. Also, the tech shirts that they give out, it's not just like a little crappy race, you know, 100% cotton t-shirt. They're really nice tech shirts. Really they usually nice. have the character on the front and the date and the and then on the back, of course, it has all the sponsors, but all of my Disney race shirts, I have, I still use those. I run in them all the time. I work out with them. I'll throw them on. They're great for parks too. So I, for that reason also, I think that that is probably also factored into the cost. Those shirts are expensive. And then some of the races have added bonuses to them. Um, Wine and Dine in particular has two pieces to your race entry that the other races don't have. Um, you get a, I think it's a 10 or $15 Disney gift card as part of your registration that they yeah mine was know, fifteen want, was it fifteen I can't remember mm -hmm. if it was fifteen it was about so, the price of a glass of wine yes <laughs> I remember <laughs> which, that <laughs> which they want you to use at Epcot um, because you are there during the food and wine festival so they're encouraging you to go back and take part and experience all that is to offer there um, but they also have the post race party which is uh, the the Sunday night after you run the half marathon and it is included in your race entry and they basically shut down the park early um, technically I think they kick everybody out at like 8 p.m. and the park is open from or 9 p.m. maybe it's one of the two and the park is open late for all of the race participants and their family and friends who've purchased tickets on their own specifically yeah, I think for that the tickets party. on their own were like $75 at the time they might be up to 80 or 90 at this point they might be but it was fun. It was fun to be in the park with obviously a lot less people, just like a lot of the Disney After Dark kind of events. Um, not everything was open. We should mention that. I was surprised at how many things were closed uh, that late. But still, it was fun. And there were DJs and dancing and, you know, much shorter lines to get the food and drink that you want. So that for sure was fun. I want to go back and talk a little bit more um, about running races for charity versus not. I know a lot of people, when they're looking at the price, maybe they're like, oh, is there any way? And they see, oh, well, you could run with a charity and then have to raise money for the race. So Ashley always runs for a charity and I never do. The reason I never do is because I am always worried about raising money for a charity and then because of my work... Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm an actor. So if if suddenly something I book something or something big comes my way, I know that I'll have to cancel. Usually you don't get your money back from doing a run Disney race if you have to cancel last minute. Um, and usually you don't get to necessarily trade your bib to someone else. Uh, so in that but I just have always thought that if I had raised a bunch of money, and everybody was expecting me to run this half marathon and then I couldn't, that I would be letting a bunch of people down. Um, so I'd rather just pay for the pay for it and, and have a good time. But of course, I really respect the charity route. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I always try to donate to other people who are running races for charity. Um, but Ashley, you love running races with charity. And team and training in particular has a, a fabulous... Uh, group there and a camaraderie and they're always yelling 
go team when they see each other on the race course. And if you're not part of a charity, it's kind of like, oh, you know, there's a little FOMO there. There's a little like, oh, I'm missing out on this good bonding experience that you all seem to have. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like to run for a charity? Sure. So I actually started my running career with team and training. I worked for uh, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society's team and training program as my first job out of college. And basically what I did is I recruited people to do races like Disney and raise money for LLS. And I, at the time, had never, I think I had maybe run a mile and was forced to do that in gym class. So it was never on my radar to run any sort of long distance. But I was so inspired by the people that I was working with and and that that FOMO of that camaraderie, seeing people out on the course, getting the cheers and the coach support and all of that stuff. I finally decided to run my first half marathon with team and training. And it was actually the Disneyland half marathon um, a couple of years ago. I had the greatest experience. I had an amazing coach. I made some of my best friends uh, out there training every Saturday morning. We would get up early and meet and go for our long runs together. And then the day of the race, it was just unbelievable. I mean, there were cheer stops. There were patients out there who were thanking us for the money that we were raising. And it just felt really good to be able to do something that meant so much to so many people. And also was raising money to help find a cure for blood cancer, which was huge. So since then, I've run almost every single run Disney. I have run almost every single run Disney race with team and training with the exception of our wine and dine half marathon um, that weekend we did on our own, Jessica and I, but the rest of my run Disney experience has always been with team and training. And I honestly don't know if I could do it with anybody else um, because it, the whole experience is amazing. I mean, especially for Walt Disney world marathon weekend, you get there, you are hanging out with your team. You're going to the expo together. There is an inspiration dinner the Friday night before the half marathon where they talk about the impact of the dollars that you're raising and what that can do. There's usually an, uh, a speaker. Um, typically, it's either a current patient, a survivor, or a family member um, of someone who has passed talking about how important research is, how important the money is for research. And it's just it sets you off on this tone for the rest of the weekend that, you know, when the mileage gets tough, because it will, and when your body starts to hurt, because it will, um, you feel empowered to keep going because you know that there are people out there depending on you to do this that are looking for you to, you know, finish this race to help them find a cure for cancer. So um, the experience is just amazing. I love my team and training teammates. They've become family to me. They're some of the most supportive, amazing people I've ever met in my whole life. Um, in fact, I can't wait to see them next January. And it it is just worth it. So, you know, yes, I can wax on and off about how amazing it is to run with, with team and training. And if you were considering running with a charity, I would hope that you would consider it. Um, but there are also tons of other charities that are officially recognized by Run Disney and offer um, some package as part of your registration. So usually you raise money for the charity and in exchange for raising money, they offer you at least your entry to the race. Um, and then usually other things like coach support or a training program. Um, some of them offer you discount hotel rooms. So each one is different. Um, you can find the list of participating charities on the Run Disney website and you can always email them and say you're interested in running XYZ run Disney race and you want to learn more about their involvement, they would I'm sure be thrilled to have you. Um, and I would recommend that if it's your first race, if you can do it and there's a charity that means a lot to you, I would strongly consider it because you automatically are, are part of a team. You're part of a team of people. And even if they're complete strangers, they will be cheering for you every step of the way. And when you're not wearing your team jersey and you hear people say like go team or cheering other people on there is that FOMO you do feel that FOMO it's like I wish that it's was true. I wish that was me <laughs> or I was part of the team why don't they know I'm part of the team oh wait I'm not wearing my jersey that's right that's right that's right that's well right. I think we're going to be doing a separate podcast and blog about just training for your first half marathon or your first 
uh, official run in general because both of us did that as adults. I will tell you my whole story sometime about how and why I got started into first walking and then running and well run walking let's be real and um and when I say running I'm a jogger <laughs> let's just be neither one of us are coming in first place for any <laughs> of these races just to be neither clear neither one of us are like oh my gosh I just have to blaze past everybody now uh we're not probably even setting PRs in our Disney race we're just about having fun uh so but we'll get into that in another podcast but really I want to talk specifically about prepping for a run Disney race my first Uh, piece of advice that I would give is, first of all, decide what you're going to dress up as. (laughs) Do it. I mean, like I said, you will be the odd man out if you are not going to be having fun on this race. So true. So true. Figure out what you can run in. You know, do you want to wear a full stormtrooper uniform? Maybe not. I've seen people do it. I've seen people dressed as Chewbacca running down the race course. I wouldn't recommend that, but something fun, at least a fun, some fun headwear, maybe fun running skirt or, or you know, something on your shoes. Definitely come up with that. Um, be prepared Ashley mentioned this earlier, be prepared to get there early in the morning. You are basically, especially even if you're staying at a Disney hotel, you're probably getting up somewhere around three or four in the morning. No, earlier. Earlier. Okay. I guess, you know what? I'm thinking Disneyland. Disneyland, I stayed right across the street, I think on Harbor Boulevard and just walked right over. But yeah, Disney World, remember, it takes a while to get to that Epcot parking lot, no matter where you're staying. It does. So yeah, you're probably up early and you want to get there early. Yes, you're in a corral, so it's not going to get you, you know, onto the race course earlier. But there are things that you got to get done and check in and you're going to want to go to the bathroom and you're going to want to have your snack and all also, there's character meet and greets that you're definitely going to want to get in so that you don't have to stop for every single character meet and greet on the race course, unless that's your thing. Uh, it's, that is some people's thing, but um, you're going to have to get there super early and you should definitely prepare for that. Also, you're going to want to prepare for your trip. If you don't live in Orlando, if you're not Disney adjacent, uh, then or once they start doing the run Disney races at Disneyland again, if you don't live right down in Anaheim, you're probably going to want to make a hotel reservation and plan your trip in advance. Really important about your race weekend is your, like Jessica said, you're going to be up really early regardless of whether you're doing one race or four races. And so it is only beneficial to you to stay on property if you can. Um, Usually that tends to be somewhat more expensive than some of the off-property resorts, but the benefits to staying on property uh, far outweigh staying off-property for sure, especially for a run Disney race. Uh, Disney offers shuttle services, uh, coach bus services from the all of the resort hotels to the Epcot start line. So you wake up early, you go to the front of the hotel, wherever you're staying, and you get on a bus and it shuttles you right to the Epcot parking lot. And then you have about a quarter of a mile walk from there through bag check. So the nice part is you don't have to deal with traffic, road closures, parking your car, any of those things. Um, That part saves you a lot of stress and worry because obviously, you know, Disney is not going to put you on a bus and get you there late. So their job is to get you there on time, which is huge. Um, But the other nice part too, is the ability to be able to just go straight back to your hotel room once you're done. So if you're staying on a monorail resort or over by the Yacht and Beach Club or the Boardwalk or one of the closer resorts to Epcot, um, some people like to just hop on the monorail, go back to their resort, or they can walk over. Um, If you're staying further out, you just get on the bus. There are Um, specific buses for every single resort at the finish line and you get on your bus and the bus takes you back to your hotel and you can shower and change and you know feel like a semi-normal human again maybe you take a nap I wouldn't recommend it but that's a podcast for another day Um, but basically staying on on property um, and planning your trip is is huge that being said Run Disney races, or I should say Run Disney race weekends are very popular. Um, There are a lot of people that come to do these races, so the rooms tend to book up fast. So if you know that you are running a Run Disney race or you're planning to run one, you should book your hotel ASAP. Um, If you want to be within walking distance of Epcot, you should do that a lot faster. In fact, I just booked 
a trip for someone who's running the Wine and Dine half marathon this fall. And when we looked at the resorts available for her for that weekend, um, the Yacht and Beach Club are already totally booked up. So that being said, you know, there still were other rooms, but as you get closer and closer to the race, um, the, the rooms are going to become, there's going to be a short supply of them. So you definitely want to get your trip booked as soon as possible. And you also want to book your trip with somebody who understands what it's going to take to do these races. Um, for the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend in particular, it's in January. The weather can be really challenging depending on what part of the country you're coming from. Um, I've had people who've missed their race because their flights have gotten canceled because they tried to fly out the day before their race. So talking to somebody who can help you book your trip but also knows um, how valuable it is to spend some extra time before and after the race so that you have the best race experience and that you aren't at risk for missing your race is really important. Um, that being said, I am a travel agent. I am also a Run Disney alum. I would be more than happy to help you with your travel plans if you need it. Uh, but you certainly can go to anybody, but I'd love to have you. And getting those reservations in as early as possible is also important because you need to book your dining and your fast pass reservations. And your fast pass reservations are crucial for your post race celebrations because who really wants to stand in a two-hour line after running a full marathon yeah no yeah no no one wants that actually I don't want that. truth be told i don't want to go to the parks after i do a race a run some Disney people race. don't yeah that's some people just want jam. to hang out i think that oh, that's okay. a perfect time to go to the pool take it easy you know nap it up in the florida sunshine i feel like that's the best way to go and do your your next day foam roll your legs before you go to sleep and wake up the next day wear your medal again and celebrate in the parks that to me is is perfect for me but everybody's different i have some friends that literally they finish they go back to their hotel they shower and then they head off to a park and they no. do a full park day. So you're thinking like if you're thinking about Magic Kingdom and Magic Kingdom's open till let's say 11 p.m. that night, they've been up since let's say 2 a.m. and ran a half or a full marathon and then showered and went back to the Magic Kingdom. And it, I mean, they're almost awake for almost a 20. Well, actually, if Magic Kingdom closes at 11 p.m., by the time you get on the bus, get back to your hotel, that's almost 24 hours of, that's a of awakeness. <laughs> That's a lot. It's plus being at the Magic Kingdom. But people do it. People do yeah. it all the time. I think it's perfect, just what I mentioned, but also I left out the most important part and my favorite thing about Run Disney Races is the food afterwards. The food. Both in, oh my goodness, I had a, we had a reservation for Storytellers Cafe after I did Star Wars Half in in Disneyland and when we were when we did the wine and dine remember we went to the Polynesian we went to Kona uh, we and to got Kona, Tonga toast and it and was amazing gluten-free Mickey waffles and the whole my table our table was just covered in food and we it was ate just all carbs. of it it was literally it was just a table of carbs <laughs> magical it was magical to be at the happiest place on earth with the happiest food on earth and not feel guilty about eating any of it <laughs> it was amazing it was amazing and so, everybody congratulates you because you're wearing your medals. So every single cast member is like, oh, congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, it's just so nice so, to get acknowledged that way. So fun. So also about Run Disney, as we mentioned, obviously there's going to be the photos and all the food, bathrooms, first aid, which you can absolutely do while you're on the race. Usually the bathrooms in the parks are open, uh, or at least there's a few that are so that you can run into them if you're not a porta potty kind of person. And, and athlete, the, secret, the secret is that they're usually cleaner. They're usually so much because they just because they were just cleaned. Usually, right? like right before you got there, they were just cleaned. And they're if it's cold out, they're warm. It's mm -hmm. like it's the best kept secret. So don't that tell was, anybody. That was one of the best. Yeah, don't tell anybody. Don't, don't mention anybody. it on the podcast. <laughs> that was literally the best thing you told me. You were like, "Don't use the porta potty. Hold it and go in the park." And I was go like, "Wait, really?" Go in the and park. sure enough, I went in Fantasyland, and it was magical. So during the race, they have all of these character meet and greets for you. And of course, there's the holy grail of if you're running through Animal Kingdom, possibly being able to ride Everest. Mm -hmm. Our friend Ashley has done it. And she's <laughs> yeah. going to tell you if that's something that's on your bucket list, here's how you do it. So you have to run the full Disney marathon in order to do this, as far as I know. I don't believe the 
I don't believe Animal Kingdom is open early enough yet during race weekends for half marathons. So the way it works is, and the only reason why you can do it is because if you are on the slow side, like me, by the time you get to Animal Kingdom during the full marathon, that is the the half marathon mark. It's about mile 13-ish, 13 to 14-ish. And at that point in time, Animal Kingdom has opened for the general public to be going to the park. So when you are running through Animal Kingdom, you will run past Expedition Everest and you quite literally just run off of the course and get in line for the roller coaster. Um, you will be surrounded by other people who are doing the same thing, plus a lot of day guests who are super confused as to why all of these sweaty people with numbers on their shirts and beeping garments or whatever it is that they have on their wrists are all standing in line with them. Um, but it is one of the coolest experiences uh, to say that you rode a roller coaster in the middle of running your first or second or 40th whatever full marathon. Um, the day that we did this particular run happened to be on the warmer side. So it was almost like this beautiful air conditioned, you know, break to be able to get on Expedition Everest and you ride it and you got the breeze or whatever. And then we just took right off. Um, last year for the Dopey Challenge, there was a group of gentlemen who were running for team and training and they decided to start in the last corral and their goal was to ride as many rides that were open as possible during the full marathon so I believe they took pictures with every character if I remember correctly oh my gosh. and they rode not only Everest but they somehow timed fast passes for rock and roller coaster and rode rock and roller coaster before they finished the marathon that because you do insane. run through yes and because you run through hollywood studios obviously before you come back into epcot so um they they did it i mean their their race their full marathon race day looked like a lot of fun and i've always joked that if i'm going to do the full marathon again that's the crew i'd hang out with because oh my god they and they still finished they finished they crossed the finish line with beers in their hands that they got in germany and pretzels and ran across the finish line right so hands, you, awesome. you hear that and you're like wow I'm really slow am I going to be able to do this race and not get swept by the balloon people we call them the balloon ladies they're usually you know way at the back and they have little golf carts and balloons and they very oh. friendly do what's called sweep anybody who is not who from the last corral it's basically from the last corral can't do a 16 minute mile correct so when you're, so when you're doing your training for a run Disney race that's all you need to really be able to do is a 16 minute mile if you're not going to stop and do anything so if you want to do character meet and greets if you want to try to ride a roller coaster you're gonna want to either plan on running run or run walking or walking faster or you're gonna want to try to get in a higher corral and the way you do that is you have to do some sort of qualifying race where you have proven that you can do a faster mile than than a 16 minute mile when you're entering your information on the run disney website and paying and everything um, besides ask they ask you things like what t-shirt size would you like uh, they ask you for either sending that information what's it called ashley i'm trying to remember the name of ask you for your um, official race time from a usatf race so us right. uh united track and field basically it's a race that has been verified by the usa track and field powers that be um that it is actually the distance that you say it is so it's actually a 5k or a 10k or a half or a full and that you had a timing chip available to you so it's a right. certified time so if you google somebody's name you know with their race time you'll see that there's a whole list of of races um and that's the time you want to enter and you want to enter in whatever your fastest time is. Um, each race is different. Disney used to have, I want to say an unlimited time between when you could run that race and when you would submit it. Now it's a shorter window. I believe it's, I believe it's 18 months. So it has to be within the last 18 months um, of your race day, but find some like local, small, mm -hmm. flat race that you can do well um, at that you can do well easy. like a 10k mm -hmm. um or even a half marathon like a half marathon's a good distance and go out and and crush it 
and then submit your raise time to Disney so you can get in a higher corral. It's the higher corral it. you are, it is. The higher corral you are, the more time you have to finish that race um, because the the time clock does not start until the last person crosses the start line. So that's when they start to calculate that 16 minute mile. And the balloon ladies, the lovely balloon ladies, mm, so do sweet. not cross that start line until it's been 16 minutes since the last person has crossed the start line. So you have some time the further up you are, um, but that allows you to buffer in time to meet the characters because the character lines can get really long. Mm-hmm. And Even the character lines when you're waiting at the beginning, like the earlier you can get there in the morning, if character pictures are important to you, because they probably will be if you've taken the time to get dressed up and you've got your bib on and it's a really special day, you're with people you love or maybe you're on your own, you're probably going to want at least one good picture of yourself with like a character. And I remember these girls talking about um, getting in line at to see Minnie Mouse and the line of course was super long this was before the princess half marathon and the, there was a lady telling them a cast member who was like listen Minnie's gonna leave here at 5 a.m. she's gotta go and we're, you're probably not gonna get a chance and they were like well I could be sitting in the crowd just waiting or I could be waiting here and hoping that I'll get to meet Minnie and they didn't get to meet Minnie but it was still worth it for them but just to, just to give you that idea that that no matter what those character lines could get really long so if that's Mm -hmm. important to you for all of those reasons it makes sense to a get there early b try to do a race before this race where you qualify for a higher time so that you can get in a better corral and not just before the race but before you register for the race so that when you're registering you can get that higher corral it's super important Two, keep in mind that you know there are certain characters that are out for the race that you probably wouldn't find in the parks so those rare characters are going to have duck. Se- darkwing duck those rare characters are going to have sometimes much longer lines just because you can't find them in other places but if you are looking to get a photo with mickey while you have your mickey mouse medal on just wait and go and see him at one of the other parks in the park um, afterwards one, and actually now that the storybook is at artist point um now with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and the Evil Queen. If you're running Dopey, make a dining reservation for that meal the night after you run Dopey and take your picture with Dopey and your Dopey medal then. Mm-hmm. Those are much better opportunities. Plus, you know, if you're like me, I'm really sweaty when I run a race. I don't look that great in those what? photos. I would rather be I would rather be showered and, you know, like hair dried and in some sort of you know cute outfit with my metal um then you know the sweaty hot mess i will say the one the one character photo i do have during the race course uh is with the genie in his vacation outfit and we found him at the yacht club yacht and beach club by himself he had no line there was no one there taking pictures with him yeah it was crazy so we just ran over and snapped a photo with him and and went on our way um and then jessica and i also have a probably one of my favorite photos of us with uh our friends in canada at epcot (laughs) (laughs) all the different when we were running all of the different countries like their cast members because they're all from that country were out in front cheering but the canadians were the best they were the best they were the best we have this crazy picture with them and they were so cool about it and they were like ah like thrilled that we would want our picture it was like the perfect selfie photo too it really was (laughs) But let's talk about people who uh, have families. <laughs> Do you guys have families? Uh, <laughs> what who I has mean families is, that goes to Disney? <laughs> what I mean is a lot of people uh, with families are wondering, is Run Disney a good race to do with your family? And if you're not going to be doing it with your family, where should your family meet you? And what are the options for them to watch you run the race? So... I will talk about the second option first because my family kind of messed up. Jessica has some feelings about this subject. I have a couple of feelings about this. Um, You know, I'm a pretty organized person usually myself. And I had mentioned that maybe they wanted to 
follow along, there's an app that they can download. They can see where you're running on the race. They can see what your estimated time over the finish line is going to be. Disney really gives your family a lot of opportunities to know when you'll be running across the finish line. My family got in the car at about 10 o'clock on a Disney day coming towards Disney. Was it 10 o'clock or something like that? Maybe it wasn't that. It was late. It was late. (laughs) Thinking that they could just stroll into Epcot from the hotel in 20 minutes. Not going to happen. They didn't take into account that they would have to find parking and then find the finish line. So it was a hassle. That being said, Disneyland makes it much easier uh, to to get to that finish line. It's pretty close. It's right in downtown Disney or right in that parking lot. But Walt Disney World obviously is so massive that if your family wants to see you at the finish line and they didn't want to get the cheer squad passes, which also sell out very quickly, so you can pay to be sitting in the bleachers basically at the finish line or to be on a certain point of the race inside the park watching people go by um like i said those sell out quickly they're not for everyone they're really you're just kind of sitting there and chilling and having a drink in the sun and eating food you know my family just didn't want to pay they just wanted to show up and unfortunately they missed it completely and it was a good half an hour after i finished the race and uh, i think we met them at the transportation ticket center like that's how <laughs> and took the monorail over to the Polynesian for breakfast <laughs> i wasn't like super happy that day so um they also need to plan ahead um that being said Maybe your family wants to run the race with you. Maybe you have small children. Ashley, talk about running with a family. Age restrictions for Run Disney races. But the good thing is that Run Disney does offer kids races. And those are later in the morning um, over at ESPN Wild World of Sports. They are a separate registration, um, but they do offer races that are much more friendly for the kids. So if you are out there running your half marathon and then you want to go over and have your kids do the kids races, I believe they're usually done on the Friday of the 10K and then the Saturdays of the half marathons or Sunday, if the half marathon is on a Sunday. Um, The schedule changes, so please don't quote me on this. You have to look at each race weekend. But those are a great way to get your kids involved especially if they want to run a race. If they're old enough to run with you, I would definitely say that making sure that they're training with you is important. Um, like Jessica said, you know, you got to keep that 16-minute mile, and that includes kids. So making sure that they can keep up um, the 5 and the 10Ks tend to be much more family-friendly because they're shorter distances. So being able to do one of those races with your kids, I think, is really important. If you- yeah, and just as an FYI, strollers are not allowed on Run Disney races. Your family and friends are coming to cheer you on and are planning to meet you at the finish line. Um, or if they want to cheer you on somewhere else and at the finish line, um, just be reasonable about where they can go. So you don't have to have a cheer package to cheer at certain places. For instance, you can go to the Transportation and Ticket Center and cheer there. You can actually go to Magic Kingdom and they will let you in the park to cheer early as long as it's before park open. Otherwise, you'll have to have a ticket. Right, you, you can have to cheer. Have yeah. Um, you can cheer outside of certain hotels that are on the course route. So for instance, if you're running uh, most of the half marathon routes and definitely the full marathon route tends to run into Magic Kingdom and then comes back out and they pass both the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian. So a lot of people cheer outside of the hotels. And then it's a great place for people to go and have breakfast afterwards. Um, But the best place is really to have them go to the finish. And so if you are running, let's say you're running a half marathon and you are anticipating to finish that half marathon in three hours and you start at 6 a.m. Theory is that you probably will finish around 9 a.m. You should have your family leave. If they're staying on property, they should really be on the bus to Epcot around 8 o'clock. That seems extreme, but what you don't want to happen is the bus gets stuck in traffic, the road closures keep the bus from getting to Epcot. Whatever amount of 
possible issues could happen you want to avoid. So you give people in your family. Right, because remember, you have people not only going to see their friends running or their families running, but also people just going to the park because it's yeah, a regular park day. the parks day. are just opening. So you could go to get on a bus and the bus could be getting full because people are just going to the park to do their park thing. They're mm-hmm. not actually going to the race. So about an hour is usually what I recommend for folks that if they know that their loved one is going to finish at X time, you know, dial back an hour behind that and that's when they should be on the bus headed to Epcot. Mm -hmm. Now Epcot knows that a lot of people are going to come and stand around and wait so they have lots of food and drink stands. They have um, for the colder weather races they have hot chocolate. For warmer weather they have like slushies and beer. Um, You know they have characters there so your kids can take pictures with the characters while they're waiting. They have music. Um, You know they really make it a, a semi you know pretty fun environment for a finish line and it just means that you will be there for when your loved one or friend or family member crosses that finish line, which is just really nice to have. As, as both Jessica and I can attest to, when you are running a race, it's just really nice to cross the finish line and know somebody is there cheering for you Yay. and waiting for you. And, um, you know, is and it's really to bad it. when you're looking for them <laughs> and they're not there. Uh, but whatever. Oh, yes. I'm and never going to let them I, forget that. I will also <laughs> tell you that I have... I have heard, this is not just, you know, Jessica's experience, but I have um, some friends who have done these races year over year and, you know, their significant others are very well versed in how much time they need to leave and whatever, and they have cut it too close and have actually missed um, those people crossing the finish line. Yeah, so it's common. It's, I'm always a plan for the worst, hope for the best kind of person. I'm going to tell you to get somewhere an hour earlier than you should be. Um, because just enjoy the atmosphere. Yeah, just enjoy the atmosphere. And if you, the have, sure. if you have, um, you know, let's say you're there for the full, the half marathon or the full marathon. If you have park tickets for Epcot that particular day or a park hopper or an annual pass, you can just go into the park. Um, one of the nice things about the full marathon is that it runs through the World Showcase before it finishes. So you won't be able to make it from the World Showcase to the finish line to see them finish, but you can always go in to the park, see people, cheer them on, and then when you know when your loved one is about, you know, two miles away or so, make your way back out to the finish line area um, and watch them cross the finish line. So um, I will say that, you know, the finish line area can be really motivating and beautiful and um, exciting to watch all these people cross the finish line, especially the later in the day you're there. I mean, it's great to see, you know, these super fast elite runners cross the finish line and they're barely sweating and it's like no effort to them. But the people that I like to call, because I'm one of them, the back of the packers, those are the people who are your, you know, your first time marathoners. You were people who are just, um, you know, recovering emotional. from sort of D's. It's very emotional. And so for a lot of these people, you know, they're out there for a couple of hours at least and watching them cross the finish line is a big achievement. And I think that that's where, you get to see the magic Humanity. of these races. Yeah. <laughs> it's magic. so true. It's so true. And you're so happy for them and it's wonderful. Yeah. It really is. And it's seeing them put, get that medal and get all that experience of them putting that medal around you and then giving you a banana. And it's like the best banana it's you've ever tasted. It's the best banana you've ever had. It's the taste <laughs> of victory. It's amazing. And I just want to mention for people who are running with other people in corrals, because I think we forgot to mention this. If Ashley is put in corral C and I am put in corral X, <laughs> that is a later corral. That, uh, that corral doesn't exist, by the way. Just for oh, the record. It doesn't, it doesn't okay, exist. Good. Yeah, we don't. We All right. I'm in G. I'm in there corral G and you're in corral C. Ashley can move back to Corral G so that we can start the race together, but Jessica cannot move up to Corral C and start early. So just so you're aware, for those people who are worried, like, my friends are in a different corral than me, like, well, if you're behind them, they can wait for you. Or you just, you know, when it's time to go, just really run fast and try to catch up with them. (laughs) But if you want to start that race with someone, to be honest, it's nice to be sitting there. You're sitting on the ground for a while you usually have like a sweater or a drop a drop sweater or your foil blanket around you it's nice to sit with your friends in the dark and then the sun rises and you start the race together and it's it's fun so um you should definitely do that I would recommend that yes it's so much more fun that way and also if your friend is in the faster corral and they want to go faster you can just tell them to meet 
you'll meet them at one of the bathrooms because For inevitably sure. somebody will go to the bathroom and you'll, you'll catch up and you'll be fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's such a great race. It's such a great time. Ashley, I think we've covered a lot of information here, but is there any other last minute advice that you would want to give someone who was thinking about or preparing for their first run Disney race? My advice would be to just do it. Plan for it. Pick a race weekend that means something to you. Don't feel like just doing a 5K or just doing a 10K isn't an amazing accomplishment. If a 5K is the furthest distance you've ever run or walk, that is a huge monumental thing and you should absolutely be proud and excited to do it and there's no better place to do it at Disney. Disney is the one of the most beginner friendly places on earth in terms of running and walking long distances and I promise you will not regret it. Definitely train please train Um, and Disney promotes the Jeff Galloway method which is the run walk method that you'll hear Jessica and I talk about a lot Um, that is a great way to go from kind of couch to 5k and it is what has gotten me through every single one of my races but at the end of the day just put one foot in front of the other make sure you register for the race that's going to get you excited and motivated to do it and then just go out and do it and have the best time it is it is a life-changing experience and trust me you will want to run them again and again and again they are so much fun. They are so much fun. And my number one advice would be plan on dressing up. I can't yes, stress wear it enough. a costume. It's like, it's like Halloween out there. You will feel out of place, even if you're like, that's so not my scene. Y'all, it is your scene. If it's, it's Star scene. Wars, come up with a cute Han Solo something to wear. Do it. I promise you'll love it. Get the pictures. You're going to have so much fun. It's the best. It's so much fun. Come run with us. Come we'll, run with us. And if you see us. us on a race course, because let's be real, you might. We are going to do a lot of these, especially if they start coming back to Disneyland, which my fingers are crossed and they do so that out here on the West Coast, I can get some more in. Um, come and say hi to us. Take a picture with us. We would love that. And if you have any other questions of things that we haven't discussed here, please reach out to us. Leave us a comment or you can email us at mainstinspirations at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at Main Street Inspirations. My personal Instagram is at Jessicini. Instagram is at Happy Go Ashley. You can also find travel information through my Facebook page. It's Ashley Berg, the Enchanted Traveler. If you just start typing A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H into your search field, it should probably come up (laughs) there are very few of us out there and i would love to help you plan your trip do it she's the best check out our shop at mainstreetinspirations.com to see all of the fun things that we have on there and finally keep listening and connect with us we're jessica and ashley the theme parkettes and trust us you can sit with us thanks everybody 